All right, what's up, guys? This is Dan, and I got my boy Joseph with me. How you doing, Joseph? Doing great, man. Doing well. Up and down. It's yeah. been an up and down three days. Let's. let's it let's has. It has. We'll, we'll get into that, and we'll get into that. This is uh, Dallas, the draft. Hello, and of course, looking at the draft, doomsday defense. So what we're trying to do. We're going to get into the draft picks um, before we even start all that. Um, I had a I had a shot fired at me um, by our, our friend Mike Crump. <laughs> so I, I have to make sure I quickly address this. And Mike and I have had this back and forth. It was over the Kyle Pitts pick. And you know, he was saying BPA over, you know, need and da 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 da. He kept bringing in Jeff Akuda as an example. Right. Look. If you want to talk about draft picks that fail, we can bring those up. But there's also as many that succeed that we all think should have gone lower, should have gone higher. I mean, you can fire that shot if you want. But let's be very clear. We don't, as we saw, we don't know what any team's board actually looks like. We all put this together. We have absolutely no clue, right? Dallas obviously decided that defense was going to be the way we all heard there was potential to even trade up for Parsons. We've heard that they were targeting the two cornerbacks. Look, you want to fire that shot, fire that shot. But I'm going to say right back to you, Mike. Yeah. You want to shoot the Akuda. We can talk about the successes and failures in the first round. Let's drop them all. Not just cherry pick it. So didn't happen. Wanted to shoot it back at, at Mike a little bit. Um, you know, hey, every year we can talk about a plus wide receiver in the first round as being BPA. Every single year we talked yep. about it last year. We talked about it the year before. We talked about it the year before. And I'm sure we'll talk about it next year. And every single year. My big thing is, do we, do we need to go down a list of tight ends in the first round who yeah. were We've never seen a tight end like this before. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and and let's be honest, he's really not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. I, I get I get that's his position, but look, if, if the guy can't inline block and, and people would be like, well, that's not why you draft him. Okay, well, that's fine. Then you're drafting a wide receiver. You're drafting yeah. a big slot guy. Like, and, and I love, don't get me wrong, I love Kyle Pitts, but that's who he is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's That's who he is. A- anyway, didn't happen. I wanted to fire the shot back because I told Mike I would fire a shot back launch the all-out assault, you know, fire for effect a little bit. Um, but, you know, we're, we're there. So draft starts, board starts falling, and the nightmare happens. It really right? is. Like, I, and I think we all figured it was a nightmare. You know, Pitts did come off the board. Sewell comes off the board. Well, after the first all- five picks, I was feeling really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the first five or six, I was still even all the way down to, like, seven or eight i was okay i i was okay right but then <laughs> horn and certain go back to back denver absolutely and they did it a second time by the way we'll talk yeah, about that um but absolutely screws the cowboys over and here are the cowboys staring at 10 and they're like oh no we don't like this bail 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 I thought they would go back further um, than 12. I don't know what you thought. I thought they might fall back to like 15 fields was sitting there. So I was like, 
man, New England's got to probably want to at least offer maybe the Bears, um, but they didn't. They went to 12. I don't know how far back you thought they'd go, but 12 was not where I thought they would be. I thought they'd go a little further, but not too much. I I didn't think they were going to trade. I honestly didn't. I was praying they were going to be smart and take Slater. Um, but if they were going to trade, like I, I figured if they were, they it would be farther back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, I didn't see did. an in-division trade at all. I, I didn't either. Um, especially because you knew, you kind of knew where Philly was going to go with that pick. Um, you know, so I, I just thought it was very odd, but Hey, maybe that's the, the partner they got and said, you know what, the guy we want will still be there at 12 or, you know, they, maybe they said, Hey, Slater or Parsons, Philly comes up. One of those two guys is going to be there. We're going to be fine either way. Mm-hmm. Drop back two slots, pick up one extra pick. I mean, I'm sure somewhere that's probably a discussion. So Micah Parsons happens and Cowboys Twitter absolutely crashed and burned. I mean, it was like a Hindenburg crash and burn. (laughs) Oh, the humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, I hated the pick. Look, I, I have made, I have not wavered on my stance. People will get mad at me for saying this. I have not wavered once from my eval on him. Um, and at least respect the fact that I haven't, right? Like, I'm not going to flip-flop now just because he's a cowboy. I, I thought that there were some concerns, not just with the maturity issues, which, look, we can talk about those for a whole hour if we really wanted to. But, you know, I had concerns of him in coverage. And one of the things the cowboys have struggled with is having linebackers in coverage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you essentially added another linebacker whose strongest points are coming downhill. Parsons is great coming downhill. Absolutely. That's where his athleticism and his ability shine is coming straight downhill into the gap and just trying to blow up a play, right? Like that's what he does, but they didn't go that route. So I was not thrilled because you're, I felt you were essentially adding Jalen Smith 2.0. That's rough. Um, so more athletic, yeah. much yeah. more athletic. Yeah, and I right. Agree. But like that same style of linebacker that I need to come downhill to show what I can do because I what I am just not sure yet about him in coverage and in space and making no. mm-hmm. decisions and reading the defense and making that decision right, making the correct decision. Um, those yeah, two- I'm right there with you, and uh, I did a video on it uh, on our new. the new youtube page uh 4d uh check it out subscribe hit the bell um, so you can get uh, notifications um but it was my reaction and and i did a reaction to the trade and stuff please go and check that out um but i'll say it again the guy has a massive massive potential just because of his just insane athletic ability but it's so dependent on the guys in front of him Mm -hmm. that especially his type of linebacker that's more of a downhill guy who is going to stop the run instead of a coverage coverage. You don't coverage linebackers. It's not so dependent on the D um, defensive line, but it's still um, a little bit, but these guys, Michael Parsons types guys who are going downhill, trying to fill the gaps. So dependent on your defensive line. So that's what I was concerned about. And, and and of course the coverage um, Dan hit on that. Um, It's questionable. He has the traits be a good cover guy he just doesn't know the position he's defensive end his whole life 
He's he learning. This, he admitted. He admitted that he doesn't know. How, he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing, and he's playing off instincts. Yes. Yeah. And, and at the next level, you have to learn how to trust what you see and play. Mm-hmm. Use your instincts within that within the scheme, right? Within what you see, and that's what makes players great, right? When they can, when their instincts kick in, based on what they see within their scheme and within their role. And then they start making plays with their instincts within that, right? Like it's all this, this part and parcel kind of thing. You can't just rely on strictly scheme if you don't have that, that factor, right? That, that ability to, to, to do it. Because then you get the guys who are just kind of like the role player, right? Like yeah. just kind of that guy. But then you also can't just rely on instincts because then what starts happening is, is you think you can make plays and you take yourself out of plays because you're over you're trying to do too much based mm-hmm. on your instincts. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't thrilled. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give the kid a chance. I hope he proves me wrong. If he does, I will wholeheartedly admit I am wrong. I have done it before. Oh, absolutely. Do it again. Um, just not the pick. I, I would have gone Slater. I had Slater higher on the board mm-hmm. anyway. So if we're talking BPA, strictly BPA, not my feelings on the players themselves, I would have gone Slater just because I had him uh, probably about two two spots higher than Parsons anyway, three spots higher than Parsons. So I, I probably would have gone Slater. Yeah, I would have too. Everybody, you know? I've, I've made my love for Slater known. But, yeah. but I will say this. As the draft unfolded and we saw how the Cowboys drafted, it was evident stopping the run and defense was going to be this draft. It was a yeah. Dan Quinn draft. All the way through. Yeah. All the way through. Except think- except for one of my guys, by the way, guys, if you listen, one of my <laughs> guys. Um, you know, but really all the way through. Yeah, and we and we I think we got a hint of that for McCarthy uh before the draft, uh in their pre-draft com- um press conference where he said, I got a new DC that I gotta make happy. Mm-hmm. And well, I didn't know it was gonna be to this extent. Yeah, and Jerry and Steven hinted at it too, right? They kept saying, they're like, oh, we want to get better at safety. We want to get better at here. We want to stop the run. Like, they kept dropping these things about the defense, right? Like, little drops about the defense. And, you know, so look, Parsons is the pick. We all went to bed. Some extremely happy. Some extremely mad. Some were, some are right in the middle. They're like, you know what? I'm going to give the kid a chance to see what happens, right? Um, But, man, you you would have thought World War Three was breaking out on Twitter. Um, so everybody was like, woke up on Friday and they were like, you know what? New day. Let's get at it. Regardless of how you feel, they can really do some stuff here in the second day. And then the second day happened. And yeah, I, I, I look, I, I said, I said this on Twitter and I'll say it here. I liked some of the, I liked the players. I just felt like you reached really deep for a lot of them. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's start here. Okay. Well, first of all, Trayvon Morig fell and I was praying that he was going to get, I still think they said that they were going to pick the guy they were, they picked no matter what. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't believe them. I do not believe them. I think if Morig fell, that was the pick. Well, and again, and the Raiders the jumped Denver, up and got them back to the yeah. Denver thing. We know they tried to trade up with the Jets, mm-hmm. right? They abs. If you didn't know, it was it was kind of it, they. It was a what a half a second thing they said on TV. No, the Dolphins. 
No, no, the Jets. At number two? Yeah, they tried with the Jets, and the Jets absolutely said no. It was a quick blurb they threw out on NFL Network. Mm, Um, I didn't see that one. mm -hmm. They they threw it out, and I caught it it right before the draft started. And they kind of dropped that nugget, and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. So they going tried. Up for so Who are they going no, up for? No, Jets in the second round. Oh, okay. The J- okay. I was thinking about the because I know we tried to trade up with the Dolphins in the first round. We did. We did. They said no. They yeah. it, it was too high. Happened. Too high. Second round happens. We tried to move up with the Jets. Did not happen. We tried to move up again with the Falcons. And the Falcons or the Cowboys, I have heard both say somebody backed out of the deal. I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Right. Denver moves up. Denver grabs the guy. Right. Like, so twice it kind of happened, but Hey, Cowboys walk away with a corner and a corner. I like, I like a lot who is a late riser. Um, and basically from everything that I've seen on what I've seen and from what I've heard from other people is this is a guy with the first round talent. This is a guy who, yes. without his character concerns, if he would have stayed at LSU, he's probably a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has that kind of talent. Yeah, but he does have those character concerns. He got kicked off of LSU's team. Like they, they Cowboys just threw character out 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 the window oh, in this draft. Absolutely, and um, you know, I think it was Stoops who said at the end of the season this year when he decided to kind of like not play the final two games, right? Um, Stoops basically said, you need to leave because I, I just, what am I going to do? Have you stand around and do nothing? Like, you know, it, reports are that some coaches really stuck up for him and other coaches were like, he needs to grow up. I think mm-hmm. that was an exact quote was he needs to grow up. Um, absolutely a first round talent, but a lot of the guys in the second round, that's kind of what you get, right? Yeah. Guys who are fringe first round talents, but something is keeping them kind of not their height um, character, maybe a, a injury. Um, you know, these are those second round guys that you're like, man, these guys could be a first round talent, but there's just something that's not quite a lot of them, you know, not quite there. And so, you know, they get um, boss man fat. Uh, yeah. second round. And, and apparently they said on the draft show and Dane, Dane Brugler was there. Brian Broaddus was there um, that this guy's talent is better than Trayvon Diggs. Just yeah, talent on the field is better yeah. than Diggs. So when when I watched when I went back and watched him, one of the things you'll you'll see about Kelvin is he is he absolutely able to run with any receiver, mm-hmm. right? And then he will fight that receiver for the ball because he wants the ball. Like that's just that's his style of play. Um. But to leading into the rest of the draft, this did show us something. Kelvin Joseph is six foot tall, 200 pounds with a 32 inch arm span, mm-hmm. right? Like that should have told us everything we need to know about the rest of the draft. And a lot of us didn't listen. We're like, no, they need absolutely need a corner. He was easily one of the best sitting there. The concerns of course is does he love football enough? Is he yeah. going to work at it? Yeah. Um, but man, when he is playing, he is playing. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he, a, he shut down uh, Devonta Smith when they played him last year. Yes. Yeah. No. And and it wasn't he. And and it 
and he looked good doing it. Like it yeah. wasn't just, you know, poor throws. It wasn't, it was, he looked good doing it. Yeah. And I know Philadelphia Eagles fans are quick to point out that in that game, Devonta Smith went for 166 yards and two TDs. I get it. hundred percent get it. Guess what? Joseph wasn't on him the entire game. Mm-hmm. only times he was only targeted three times when Joseph was on him. He had zero catches and Joseph had a pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, I, why they didn't play him on him the whole game. I don't know. That's for Kentucky coaches to, to figure out. <laughs> well, you know how sometimes they do in college. Um, he, he probably didn't travel, you know? He, yeah. He may not travel very much. And that's, that was one of my concerns a little bit about certain. Um now here, here is one concern about him is he is really aggressive and sometimes mm-hmm. he will be overly aggressive and a little, and he'll get a little sloppy with some of his technique because he's trying to be, he's like, Oh, I'm just going to try to break up the, you know, catch the yeah. ball. And then what happens is, is like a big play will happen. It, it happened. Um, I think he allowed something like 16 yards or something on his completions. So like mm. he will get a little lazy with it because he thinks he can just intercept the ball. Patience, I think he can get there. Um, he is also a little bit of a, a grabby guy, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. I was okay with Horn, so I'm okay with that. Um, and he's not the best at jamming receivers off the line. He's okay at it. Like he's he's okay, but that's not his strong point. Yeah, he can however play zone. He can play man. Um, and is really aggressive um, making plays on the ball. So they got themselves a, a tall corner who, man, if he if he really does want to play, oh, 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 he's going to be really good. No, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. So let's get into the next part. Yeah. And this is where things seem to go downhill. And I think it wasn't even Civil War on Twitter. It was just a complete nuclear meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Because it left people scratching their heads to where, I mean, not even Cowboys fans, but like just mock draft people were like, or, you know, they were like, what is going on here? This doesn't make sense. What, mm-hmm. What's going on? Because they were picking people who had, they had ranked a hundred spots farther down the board. Yep. Yeah, some people liked him here. Um, I, I kind of felt like he's one of those like high floor, kind of really low ceiling guys, um, you know. And and I was like, oh man, they got a D tackle. And I was like, wait a minute, they got Osa. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, Osa plays bigger than he is. Right, he's only 280 pounds. He's not the big body that everybody wanted. Um, you know, he is one of those guys who can, you can kind of put him at edge. You, you know, if you decide to run a four, three, four, you can throw him at edge. If you want to throw him at three technique, he can play three technique. Like he can kind of be one of those guys, but I don't know how he, how he kind of fits in a way because he's not that one technique. We kind of have those three techniques, so my guess is they're kind of going to use him as this plug and play run stopping kind of put pressure on the pocket kind of guys. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought they could have gotten him in the next round. Um, I, yeah, I think he's a fourth rounder, but I, I just think he went early. Yeah, this is, I think this is the issue is that 
not necessarily like you said before, not necessarily that these are bad players. It's just that you probably could have gotten them in the later rounds and around later. And with the last pick um, in the third round, we could have got them. It feels like a couple rounds later. So it was, yeah. So it is question does raise, we'll get to him in a second. We'll get to him in a second. Okay. So we got Osa and then Chauncey Goldston was the next pick in the third round, a defensive end um, guy who doesn't have a ton of pass, pass rush ability, um, who is a guy who's a run, a run guy. He's a, he sets the edge, which isn't terrible because we obviously we have issues stopping the run, but it wasn't so much on the outside. Like our defensive ends already with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, we're good run support guys. Uh, it was mostly up the middle. So this pick, this pick left me scratching my head, to be honest. Yeah, I thought he could have gone around later too. Um, again, probably a, a late fourth round guy. Um, I, I was confused because I don't really, again, he's one of those like high floor, really low ceiling guys. You know, he's he's, he's not strictly a pass rusher. He, he can kind of do it. He's not like the run stopper, but he can he can do it. Like it's one of those like, he kind of does it, but he's not, he, he's a jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy. I, I guess that's the best way I can say it. You know, you can line them up kind of again, wherever you kind of want to line them up. He can play that three if you need him to or a five and throw him at the edge or, you know, but just kind of gives you a guy, a rotational guy. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You get, I mean, it's a rotational guy. He's going to have to battle it out. It's kind of weird because we have 11 picks. We all know that not everybody is going to make the team with 11 picks. And I'm starting to look at these third rounder guys. Just, hey, these guys might not make the team. Yeah. Well, it, and if you listen to Stephen Jones, so, so at the end of the third round, of course, the Cowboys have their little press conference that they do in these interviews. And, and one of the comments he made was that, he wanted these guys to step in and start competing for starting positions. And he mentioned salary cap with it. <sighs> so, yeah. So I thought that was a really weird way after the picks you made to say, you want these guys to compete right away for starting positions because of salary cap. And, and look, I, I get it. COVID the cap went down slightly, but it's really only a one, what maybe two at the most, thing because the new tv deals here mm -hmm. like i i just thought it was a weird weird statement especially when most people most people i'm sure there's some people out there thought that these were all reaches from where they were picking so yeah yeah and but then, the next one was the big one right the next one was a big one which uh is nation right um i knew this guy I hadn't really studied him, but I knew who he was because I had watched Last Chance U. And yeah. his brother, his little brother, who's now at Oregon State, was on there. And they had talked about him. And he even made a, a cameo in one of the episodes. So I knew who he was. I didn't really study him. He wasn't considered this great player. And then they picked him. And I think Dane Brewer had a seventh round grade on him. Mm -hmm. It's... It was really shocking. I don't think anybody had him anywhere close to the third round. And some people like went back and watched him. And uh, I know you mentioned you went back and watched him and I came out a little bit more impressed and like, okay, maybe he was a little bit better than we thought because we never really watched him before. Um, 
but it was just really interesting, really long, really lanky uh, cornerback. And everybody's comparing him to Brown and Browner. And I don't, I, I hate it when we do that. Like, oh, he, he, he's tall and lanky. So he must be what Quinn wants. And he, he must be Quinn's Brandon Browner. Like, oh, everybody, call, everybody call him Sherman. Like, <laughs> right. Oh like, yeah. Even he said, he's like, oh, I'm a more agile uh, uh, Sherman. Yeah. And Sherman's reaction was like, oh, okay. On Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm, sure you are. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so for those who, who don't know my what I also do, I write for Sport DFW. Um, you can find me there as well, some articles. And so I covered day two of the draft for them. It's really hard when you cover the draft there because I have to take the fan hat off and just really be clinical about it, right? Like I have to be like, here's the positives and negatives and here's where they fit, right? And so I was covering it and I got, and, and Nation got picked and I, I messaged my editor and I'm like, Bro, like I had him earmarked <laughs> as as a as an undrafted free agent that if we picked up, I would go back and look at. So I I really can't tell you much on him. I just knew his size, like that was a and, and that he was on last chance. You like that was really all I knew. I mean, I knew where he, I mean, he was at Oregon State, but like I couldn't tell you much. So yeah, I did go back and look at him. Um, one of the things that did stand out to me is he does play well with his back to the ball, which is not something we talk about. Fans or or even analysts talk a ton about, but it's a really important skill for cornerbacks Mm -hmm. to be able to play with the back to the ball and turn and react to it, right? Because you're running with the wide receiver. You're not backpedaling the entire time, right? You you backpedal, you sink your hips, you turn with the receiver, right? Or you use that leverage to get them on the outside. And there's, there's a whole bunch of the hand. Anyway, he does that really well. And so I was like, oh, well, okay. And so I went, I was watching him and I was like, you know, he, he's aggressive and he, he's more fluid than I thought he would be. I thought he'd be a little more gangly. Um, so he was a little more fluid than I kind of thought he would be. I, I still think he's super raw. There's a lot of technique stuff. He's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like there, he recognizing certain routes and the way he, he uses leverage and, and some of those things are going to really have to be cleaned up. He's just not super consistent with it. But, you know, going back and going, you know, I, I could have seen this guy going bottom. I could see him sixth, seventh round, maybe. You know, I, I mean, I could have seen that, especially in this draft, which was a weird draft to be, I mean, all the way around. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I still think it was a reach in the third round, regardless. Oh, yeah. Regardless, right? Like, even if I had said, oh, yeah, you know what? He has enough flash for me to be a fifth rounder. That's still early, right? Like, yeah. it, it's still early. And so I, I was, I was, mm-hmm. I walked away from day two where I was, I was pretty upset with the first round pick and I was, I made no bones about it. But I walked away day two and I was just like, I don't even know how to react. Yeah. And, and it, it, the only question is when you have something like this where it's so drastically a difference of where he's projected and where he goes is you wonder, okay, they had to have loved him. They had to have really loved him and they had to have gotten something, some kind of feeling or some kind of confirmation that another team was going to reach on him. Something, something, or it doesn't, nothing else makes sense. Or, or, or here, here again, back to when we, when we said, you know, Hey, Kelvin Joseph should have showed us everything we needed to know. You know, 
they look the two tallest defensive backs in this draft went to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so they must have thought, Hey, we are going to ensure we get this guy because the flash was enough for us. Yeah. I mean, you know, to your point, maybe somebody would have reached into the fourth to grab him. I mean, absolutely possible. Again, we don't, none of us get to see any of these teams boards. Right. I mean, and every team will tell you, every team will tell you every year, the guy that they picked was like at the top of their board. Yeah, absolutely. Every Every time. Don't believe them. Don't believe them. You know, Jerry made a joke to fish, right? Fish said something effective, like, ha ha, I bet that wasn't even top of your board kind of an attitude. And Jerry's like, well, I, I can show you the board ten or thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, whatever you said right now. And uh, I'm like, you know, those placards are are removable, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're the little placards that are like <laughs> up on the wall that they just rip down when a guy gets picked. It's not like it's permanently on the wall, right? <laughs> so by the time Jerry walks upstairs to the room, like anybody could have switched those tags they, out. So. They had they had messaged somebody to switch it real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't believe it, guys. Like, these guys are not the number one guys on the top of their board. They're probably not even always the top three. But what they'll look at again is we talk about it: the best player available based on needs, right? Yeah. Um, it's just it's just, it was just rough, not only seeing that pick, but then right after it went Molden, and then Melifonwu. Who yeah. me and you were both high on both of those guys. And it just made it so much worse. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. If I drafted for the Chiefs or the Browns, I would hey, it seems like I drafted for the Chiefs or the Browns or something. I I don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. um just uh, yeah, it was it was a head scratcher. So go to sleep day two. Um I I'm I'm confused. <laughs> like I'm I'm laying there in bed and, and I just, I don't know how to feel. I'm like, what? and I'm like, okay, somebody had asked about who we wanted for day two. And I was like, oh, I'd love these guys. And, you know, and so that same person, I forget who it was, asked about day three. And I was like, I'm not even going to respond at this point because seeing how they went on day two, there is absolutely no way I can even begin to fathom what day three is going to look like. <laughs> yeah. And so we get to day three, pick 115. Um, you know, at, at this point, you know, um, Stephen Jones had gone on the radio last night and was joking again about the, the you know, he had joked about the, the salary cap, but then he joked about how they wanted, to, they keep wanting to upgrade safety, but it just wasn't there. And haha, like he actually joked about not picking up a safety. And so, so we get to pick, we get to pick 115. And I'm like, okay, I, this has to be, this has to be a safety, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some safety sitting there. I mean, there are some absolute stud safeties sitting there. Or I shouldn't say stud, but there are some decent safeties sitting there. Um, you know, Johnson is sitting there. You have um, Stearns was there. Uh, Tyree Gillespie is still there. Uh, I mean, you had some safeties, right? Best guy available was a linebacker. I kind of had thought like, yeah, probably not. I, I Probably not. So let's just start looking at like Jamar Johnson, Derek Forrest, uh, heck, even Michael Carter, right? Like I, I'm thinking safety and Jabril Cox 
Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. Um, we talked about what our concerns were with Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith, and what we've been missing for years with a linebacker, and that is a linebacker that can cover. And very few linebackers cover as good as Drew Cox coming out of the draft. I and, was surprised. I and, really thought he would have gone sooner. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was a second round guy. I honestly did. And he is just that level. His ability to cover out of the backfield is tremendous. So pairing him with Parsons is really nice. I got to admit, even though I'm not a huge on taking the inside linebacker, but inside linebacker and the round four, that's I'm fine with. This is that's perfect. That's where that's where you got to take him. And he was a perfect player to fit what we needed for the linebacker position but it does raise the question is what okay obviously we're not picking up lve's fifth year option and don't don't say that you know what (laughs) i'm not even i'm not even gonna gather a guess at this point (laughs) but like what are we doing with lve and jalen is jalen smith going to be a post-june first cut it saves us zero dollars it saves us zero dollars and it's a 9.8 million dollar cap hit but it saves us and it saves us zero dollars but I can see it happening now. But you know what can happen? A trade. That's true. You didn't address safety. You joked about it. You now have a linebacker that some people still consider a top linebacker. There are some teams that could probably use him. Cough, cough, New England. Mm-hmm. Maybe he if, if they get into training camp or they get somewhere and they see, hey, you know what? Parsons and Cox does what we want them to do. Trading them saves that money. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, you can get a team to pick up the cash. And yeah. Yeah. So I really liked it. I even made a comment. I'm like, this is where you pick your, this is where you pick your, your linebackers, like right in here. End of third, begin through the fourth. That's where you pick your linebacker mm-hmm. for value. Love the pick. He's, and they got the best one on the board at the time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's the best player he on the, the board. Best player on the board. I think for me, he was. Um, I just didn't think it would happen because they had grabbed Parsons, but Hey, they, they got him. I was super happy. Um, and, and this then, is where we go up and down this, this, the rest yeah. of this whole day is just so, up and down and up so and down. I'm going to be very honest. The next pick because of his personal problems, I was like, look, the dude's a beast. I like the player, but I am not going to give him a lot of credence and I just, I let it go. That's why I never brought him up as, as somewhere that I thought we would get. Um, they go with a very talented, let, let me be very clear here. This offensive tackle is very talented. Okay. S- starting level player. I absolutely can do it. All field issues are a huge concern with him. Josh Ball. Yeah. Offensive tackle Otto Marshall. You know, he was at uh, Florida State right before? It was yes. Florida State um, was kicked off the team because of domestic violence incidents. Multiple domestic, seven or eleven or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Multiple domestic violence in- incidents. Um, went to JUCO and then played his last year. Uh, last two years, he went and came back and played at Marshall. Mm-hmm. Six foot seven, three hundred and eight pounds. Size. Yep, he's got the size. He's got the ability. But I don't care, and I don't want him on this team. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I thought, okay, second chances, yada yada. Then they interviewed him, and he didn't even 
like he acted like it wasn't a thing and and look it you can act like it's not like hey you know i've grown and all, you can say all the right things that he didn't even do that he just was like hey every, all the parties involved have moved on what that, that doesn't move on mean from you've learned a thing yeah. I, you could be the best player on this team and you you start hitting somebody and, and if it's true okay like i'm going to be very clear you know not there don't know but even if a fraction of it is true at 100 percent, i just don't want you yeah get off my team now we talked about character yeah we talked about character concerns with parsons and with joseph nothing compared to this not at all not at all i mean parsons was serious like you 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 insert yourself into somebody unwillingly that's that's pretty serious well i mean yeah right. yeah those those were th those this, were the allegations yeah i right. mean this and... this takes it even up another notch like mm -hmm. this wasn't a one-time thing you did in a hazing which is serious you struck somebody yes you struck another human a part and your partner man and look, I will be honest here. She has some stuff in her past, makes her look like she has some DV behind her as well, but that doesn't make it okay. No, not at all. And right? I, 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 I really want to like, I don't really want to talk about this guy because I don't want him on my team. I don't no. care if he becomes the, our new starting left tackle and he's an all pro. Like, I don't like this guy. I, yeah, I, look, I just don't want that type of player on my team. And and I'm going to be very clear. I don't want him here either. Should should he have that second chance and prove he is? He has all the athleticism you want to have an offensive tackle. But I just I can't. Yeah. Um. So fifth round, my guy. Back up. We're going back up that roller coaster. Oh my guy came off the board. Now I really wanted Jalen Darden. Darden left, was gone. I was I was sad. <laughs> um you know togi i had left at this point i was sad <laughs> like i i was sad you know i, I but simi fahoko my man right at pick 179 i think we had mocked him once i believed it that i was pushing for him round five pick 179 what'd you think man loved it just absolutely loved it and um i mean we're already set there you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he's going to have to fight for it. He's going to have to play special teams, but he can. And he's willing. And, I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. Gallup may not be here next year. After this year? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Right? You give him a year to develop, man. 6'4", 222 pounds. I mean, blazing fast speed. Right? Get C.D. Lamb off kick returns. Put Simi back there. 4'4", four, four speed. He makes some circus catches. He contests for the ball. 2019 set a school record for 23.6 yards a catch. Absolutely mm -hmm. insane, right? Recording 10 catches of 35 plus yards of the last two seasons. I mean, in his final game, he racked up 230 yards. The issues are he's a little older because he had his religious mission. Um, yep. So he is a 24 year old rookie. Um, he's still learning a little bit. His his routes aren't the crispest. Like he rounds things off. Um, he runs a little upright, so his separation isn't quite there. 
Uh, but man, this guy has the speed and the catch radius and the hands. Man, you, if you're going to lose Gallup next year, give him that year, man. Whoo. He's not a bad great. replacement. Yeah. Yeah, he honestly isn't. And like I said, I mean, you 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 described him perfectly. I mean, the guy has speed. He has ability to get deep. He is a hard worker. Like we said, like I said before, he's going to have to play special teams to make this roster. Mm-hmm. He has to. And I know we might, some people might not like it, but this might be no no Brown spot, possibly or Wilson's or Wilson. I like Wilson a little bit more. Um, so, you know, I think he's shown a little bit more. They've both shown, they've both flashed on the field, him and Wilson. No, but yeah, one of them might be gone because of uh, Fihoko. Yep. Absolutely. And then you throw him in for Gallup next year, because I really don't think they're going to keep Gallup. I, I, I would love for them to, but unless I, Gallup I just, decides I'm going to take a major pay, I'm going to take a, yeah. I'm not even a pay cut, but I'm going to take less money than I can yeah. get on the open market. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't I, see I, that happening. Um, they got, you know, I, I just think that's what's going to happen. And and if it doesn't, then great. But if it does, then I really do think this guy can can get there. Um, so I was super happy. At, man, I you, you saw my reaction. I was like, oh, there's one of my guys. That's so right. I was super happy. Around six starts. And then it starts again. <laughs> Look, Bohana, uh, defense attack out of Kentucky, six foot four, 327 pounds. We all wanted this kind of guy. I mean, he's a run stopper. He doesn't really pass rush like two sacks in 45 games, eh, you know. But man, this guy, you're not moving him. <laughs> yeah. He is the prototypical nose tackle. He's your, as we love to say, your trash can full of dirt. Mm hmm. Um, the log, the big log with arms, yeah. and and that's what he is. And so, yes, there were other people who I really wanted who mm-hmm. went earlier in the draft. We talked about this: um, Tommy Togiai, Marlon Tuolopu Tutu, whatever you however you say his name. Well, um, here's the strange part, though. Like, fell so far. Guys, yeah, like two fell was still sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know, there were there were some names there that people were like, well, okay, so Marlon went what a couple picks before. My guy also Taron Jackson went right before us. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there were some names. Marvin Wilson was still there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a little I thought it was a touch of a reach, but I was okay with it when knowing his size and and watching like just his anchor, like you're gonna have to to work to move him out of his spot. Yeah. So I like it because it's something that we've been missing on this team for a long time. And I actually think that this guy can come in start day one because we don't have that type of player. Yeah. I, I think he'll be part of that rotation. I, I don't yeah, know he's if gonna he's be... going to be your, your automatic one technique, Good. right? The second the, the first snap happens. But I do think he's going to be having some snaps throughout the season for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, definitely. And I think he should be a guy we'd look at on first and second downs who is going to stuff that run because um, we just don't have that player right now. That player for us right now is Antoine Woods. And as much as I like Antoine Woods, he's not a guy who I want starting. He's a rotation guy. Mm-hmm. So They have a lot of those on defensive line. Yeah, um, they do. Outside of edge, they really have a lot of just that how many three techniques do we have? 
Oh my gosh. It seems like every single person on the line is almost a three tech. But, Seriously. You know, and then they added one, right? Yeah, I mean, they added yeah, he's one. a one tech, but he, he, he's really kind of like a three tech. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I, I, but man, this guy just throw him oh, in Hannah, there. Yeah. You just throw him in there. And what I love about him is no, he's not going to generate that pass rushing, but that's not why he's in there. He's in there to eat blocks. He is a block eater. And he's going to make it, and he even is going to take on double teams where they're not, when they're trying to run, they're going to try to push him away. He's going to take on double teams and he's going to stand there. And you know who that's going to free up? It's going to free up Michael Parsons. Mm -hmm. Or Jalen or whoever, or or even a safety, right? Like you got Neil still there. You got Casey, you got, I mean, there's some guys that could come down to the box too. If they decide to do what a five. Absolutely you know, it's, a five, two kind of attitude. It's right? going to free up somebody to run free uh, to get to the ball carriers instead of like we had last year where the ball snapped and our defensive tackles are five yards off the line of scrimmage because they're getting blown backwards. Yep. Yep. So I, I like the pick. I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but you know what? It, it's okay. I think where you were, I'm fine with it. Um, You know, I like it. I think, yeah. Uh, I liked it. It was it wasn't down. flashy like people yeah. wanted out of Wilson or something or um and you know what he's he, he is very, very good at the purpose of what he does. The problem right. is it's not valued high in the right. NFL. Right. So because you're, he's, you're, he's very one dimensional. Yeah. You look at him and you're like, Oh man, like what are we his sixth, seventh rounder? Like, you know, what are they gonna do? Well, it's because of what the one thing he specializes in. He specializes. He's a specialist. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. And but the one thing he specializes in, he's very, very good at it. And if you use him in that specialization, he's going to be successful, in my opinion. Yep. I uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, and then and then they finally go safety. Um, I know he's listed as a corner for a lot. He's really a safety. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I scratched my head a little because there were some better safeties sitting there. I thought there were some better safeties sitting there. Um, but again, going way back to the Joseph pick, it we should have known and seen this coming. Um, Mukamu out of South Carolina, uh, 6'4", 212 pounds, 34-inch arms. Again, tall, rangy. 80, 80 and three quarters um, wingspan. Yeah, like this this guy is just disproportionately big. <laughs> like yeah. it, to quote Dane Brugler from his draft guide, he said he has the wingspan of a pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah, but he's super raw. Like he is yes, super yes, raw. Yes. And when I watched him, he he's he can be a little lanky when he when you see him run. Right. There's times where you see him and, and it looks like he's that gangly teenager look, right? Like trying to get up to speed because he's just so long. <laughs> like, but that said, you know, he, he's a free safety, um, started four games at free safety, 13 a corner, six interceptions, 15 passes defended. And this is what Quinn wants. He wants mm-hmm. the tall, rangy, get into a passing lane kind of guy. Um, I don't hate the pick. I, I'm a little confused because I, I mean, there were, I mean, Washington was sitting there, but I kept telling people who kept bringing it up. I'm like, if you've looked at the way this draft has gone, Washington is out. 
he does not have the size, length, or speed that Quinn is it's looking. A, it's for. unfortunate, but yes, he went right. undrafted. He went undrafted. And, and look, if you'd remember me talking about him, I said I like him, but his height worries me, and it obviously worried a lot of people. It obviously worried the, the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought he would be drafted. I did think it would be more middle middle round ish, you know, four or five ish, maybe, mm-hmm. but. Man, I, I was surprised. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised he went undrafted. I was I thinking like surprised. fourth. I thought down. somebody would not want to compete for that his tenacity after the draft. But his instincts. He's always in position. Yeah. 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 So it is what it is. Um, you know, I don't dislike this pick at all. I mean, you're you're talking a late sixth guy. So at the end of the day, you're looking for guys that you don't want to really fight for in UDFA. He fits the size, he fits the range, he fits the Quinn model, um, little bit of a reach, but hey, you're at pick two twenty seven. Eh, you draft is it really a reach? You draft in traits, yeah, yeah. And then the last guy, I, somebody asked me about him. I said he played at Nebraska. That's a good thing, uh, you know. Like I couldn't tell you much more about it. Matt Farniok, guard out of Nebraska. Um, I have zero clue. I'm not even going to tell you. And the first thing I do whenever. It, it, you know, in these later rounds, obviously, like, I'm not a professional at this. Like, I, I try to cover as many guys as I can, um, but I can't. I can't cover everybody. I can't look at everybody who's played in college and everything. So when I, every year when I get this and I get, we get into these later rounds and we start seeing draft picks, um, I go immediately to, to Dane Brugel's draft guide. If you don't get it every year, highly recommend you get it. It's worth it. Um, and I have buddies who don't get it, but they rely on me. So they'll text me throughout the draft. Like, Hey, what about this guy? Where's Dane have? What does Dane say about him? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just that good. And so immediately I saw this pick and I went and he's not in Dane's draft guide. He is. Is he? I didn't yes, see him. He is. Where is he? He is the 29th um, offense tackle. Oh, is he, he's listed as offensive tackle. That's okay. Yeah. Farniok. So if you look in the search bar, Farniok. Okay. So they had him listed as a guard. Maybe Dallas announced him as a guard and planned mm-hmm. to switch him to a guard. And okay. here, here's Farniak. why. Okay. There, so there I, we go. I went back and kind of like, as I was eating, I was actually pulling up some stuff on him real quick online. Um, he is a six foot five, 311 pound man. Okay. And the issues with him, is that he has some balance and recovery type stuff to him, right? Like when you watch him block, because he's his size, he'll get himself off balance, right? So his when he tries to mirror what's going on, he'll kind of reach a little bit because he has this length to him. And what'll happen is, is you know, defense fans will either get in on him or they'll use their speed to get around him and it kind of throws him off balance. So putting him at guard minimizes some of those issues. Mm, yeah. Because you can anchor better and you don't have to worry about the kick slide and using your, your range as much as using your size. Right. Um, so I think he might actually be better at a guard than at a tackle, even though he had him at like he was initially as a tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he has amazing strength because of his size. Right. Um, yeah. And let's be honest as, as our friend uh, Mike, uh, not to be trite, uh, said, you know, just give me an offensive lineman from <laughs> from the Big Ten, essentially, yeah. and I'm good, right? That's what this guy is. He's an honorable Big Ten mention. He was a team captain. Um, 
you know, he, he's not going to wow you with speed or over agility. You know what I like? I like he has 26 starts at right tackle, mm-hmm. nine starts at right guard, and a start at center. Yes. So this guy's this guy's versatile. You can yeah. you can you can plug and play him. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I, I like that captain, right? So he's that. Yeah. He's that kind of guy that is going to compete. He he's going to compete every time he steps on the field, and he's going to try to do it the I hate to say it the right way, right? Like, mm-hmm. um. So I think maybe a guard. I I really thought he would. I, I didn't look at him again. He was another one of those like. This guy will probably be an undrafted free agent. If we get him, I'll go look at him. Um, I earmark guys like that. Um, I don't know if you guys know. Every year after the draft, I, I do a really, really big article. It usually comes out Monday or Tuesday uh, where I go back and look at all the undrafted free agents that the Cowboys have gotten, and I break them all down. So I earmark who I think will be a free agent because I don't have time to look at all these guys. I, I work full time. I have a grandkid. I have kids i mean i have i just don't have that time right so i look as many as i can like you i i try to get seven rounds deep um but there are guys that just i'm like you know what i think this guy will be undrafted i'm gonna push him off and if if it happens it happens um he's one of those guys but man when i went back like the dude is a mauler (laughs) like that's just who he is yeah yeah definitely definitely so that that covers our uh our picks. Um, I've just been looking as we've been going through some uh, some guys who have been who weren't drafted, uh, undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, our Darius Washington, it looks like hasn't signed yet. Um, that's surprising. So he's still out there. Um, Marvin Wilson signed with the Browns. It looked, they just had an amazing draft, and they get him as a free agent. Just Browns are going to be scary next year, and I know it's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> So there um, are some guys who have already signed with the Cowboys. Okay, uh, who do we get? So, so far, uh, guys are going to be a little upset with this. Um, we got another linebacker. <laughs> uh, we got Anthony Hines, linebacker out of Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, we have Brent, Brendan Knox, uh, Marshall running back. Jaquan Hardy, running back out of Tiffin. Uh, absolutely a guy I'm going to have to – to go and look at i really couldn't tell you anything about him uh we did get a safety tyler cole uh out of purdue has signed with the cowboys um let's see osiris mitchell um has actually signed with the cowboys as well okay um yeah a wide receiver out of mississippi state mm-hmm. which i think mm-hmm. is an interesting one um you know he apparently has signed with the cowboys um right now i believe that's the guys that yeah um that's the list i have been given or and that i can look for Uh, i have some sites that i do uh i try to do this every year and look and see who the cowboys have signed but uh there's some names for you um anthony hines uh linebacker texas a&m i don't know if you know living down here in big 12 country which look i'm not a big 12 guy but (laughs) you know, living out here. Uh, Anthony Hines was kind of one of those fringe seventh rounders. Um, but again, tall, mm-hmm. 25. Um, he's one of those, he's one of those speed guys, right? So again, we're, we're looking at, you know, this is a coverage kind of guy. Like he, he has, 
He's long, lanky, rangy. Um, yeah, and that's what we're looking for. Yeah, oh, well, that's what Quinn's looking for. Yeah, he's not a guy who's going to come downhill because of his like. He's not. He's two twenty five, so he's not like two forty coming downhill, right? Um, but what he does do is he gets in between things really well, and he's he's a special teamer kind of guy. So he'll get in between lanes. He doesn't take things head on as much. Uh, real fast, uh, four six forty for a linebacker is pretty good. Um, yeah, so are, these are John, these are John fossil guys. Yeah. Yeah. Th- these are fossil guys. Um, you know, we got some running backs. I'll do more digging on the running backs. Um, you know, Tyler Cole, the safety is an interesting one. Um, I don't know if you looked at him at all. A, a little bit, you know, he's got some good size. I think he's like six one. Um, you know, he, he's got some speed. Um, not really, not really a ball hawk. Um, he's more of a, a guy who's going to come up and make a play. Um, so I haven't done a huge um, intensive look into him, but I have looked into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, he, yeah, one of those, you know, Purdue big 12 kind of safety guys. Um, they're, they're, it's weird when we talk about like the offensive linemen from the big 10, they're kind of very cookie cutter, right? Like we're all like, Oh yeah, that's who this guy is. And it's funny that really a lot of their safeties end up being kind of like that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where you're like, oh yeah, this is who this guy is. Um, so kind of funny, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll do more on them. Um, who's some other guys you're looking for? You, you still have a couple of really good, I haven't seen, I haven't gone through all these to see if they sign anywhere, but it's just going to name some names. Um, you have some wide receiver guys. You got Kay Johnson and Sage Sherratt still out there. Um, they weren't draft. Tyler Vaughn, I did a breakdown of him last last week Terry's Washington I'm not going to really go in there's a couple of linebackers here but I'm not really going to go into because we obviously signed one already we drafted a few while you were talking Cade has gone off the board to the Seahawks okay there we go that's yeah yeah and then uh Paris Ford's still out there I was surprised Paris Ford's still out there that might be a guy who I'm interested in bringing in to tell you the truth if we're not going to bring in Ardarius Washington Paris Ford's somebody that we've drafted before in our mock drafts Mm mm-hmm and you know he was rated fairly higher mm-hmm. fairly high to a lot of people um there's some linebackers out there too that i wouldn't mind bringing in for depth patty fisher's there justin hilliard hamakar rashid dylan there. moses too like everybody's asking what happened to dylan moses he was a maybe even a first round pick last year like he went undrafted now um safety trill williams is still there mm-hmm. um you know so there, there's some guys out there you know marvin wilson's there uh, he went to the Browns. He did. Okay. Darius Stills. I haven't seen anything on him. Okay. Uh, West Virginia defense tackle. Um, another guy that I think has been kind of mentioned off and on. He tends to be a little more three techie. Um, but, you know, you're talking undrafted free agents, have him come in yeah. and compete. Uh, you know, I, I think the position they, which is weird, you know, running back is always a position you want to grab in the undrafted free agent realm. Um, you know, because the turnover is just so high that always having that depth is good. Um, I think they have to go safety. I think they have to at least bring one or two more in. Um, Luke Williams is a running back that you, uh, that went undrafted. So he might be, I mean, there's some, we're, we're throwing out character concerns. Um, right. So Puka Williams would be somebody. Correct. Um, and I think a quarterback is still a potential, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look, they're, they're going into it, but you always grab a quarterback because you need draft arm. 
the uni camp arms. There's not many left. Um, but, you know, locally, Shane Bouchelle's still out there, um, you know, from SMU. And, and that would be no big deal to have him come up the road for at least for a camp arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Jamie Newman's out there. He's a guy that people were higher on, uh, didn't get drafted. You know, he might be a really good Dak backup in a year or two. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he plays in some ways very similarly. Um in some ways uh so you know I, I think there's there's some names out there that fell and, and part of the reason they fell yes there's some size concerns with like Adarius washington there's some character concerns puka right but then this was a strange draft it really was it really was there were guys flying off the board that people everybody was like man this is early or wow, why is this guy falling? Oh, there he goes in the fifth round, you know? And you're like, what is going on? I I mean, COVID had a lot to do with it. Um, You know, some of these guys sat out, not all of them, but there are some guys that sat out that obviously teams were like, I'm not taking the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a very strange draft this year. And and we'll see. We we knew it was going to be strange, but uh, it was all over the place. nobody's boards seem to match um the the teams and the media scouts certainly weren't on the same page with who should go where so you know it basically we got to hope that hey these are the players that they wanted these are the players that quinn specifically wanted in his defense and uh he can he made the right choice and he can mold them we're gonna have to wait a couple years to really see how they pan out but hopefully they're they're impact players for us so here's one thing I will say, regardless of how you feel about each player, one thing was very evident about this, this draft, right? It was about size, length, and stopping the run. Absolutely. Right? Like, however you feel about the picks, you can love them, you can hate them, you can do whatever. Size, speed, range, length, absolutely were all very evident throughout this draft yep definitely um they did pick up a possession receiver just now brandon smith a wide receiver out of iowa look these are the guys that have some tools they have some um they have some flash here and there to them but they're going to need a lot of work uh they have some serious injuries they have the character concerns but again, it's obvious the way the Cowboys are looking. Mm-hmm. Speed, length, and, and and stopping the run. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, 100%. That's what, that's what they were looking for. They got the fastest linebacker, one of the fastest defensive backs. They got a super fast, another super fast linebacker in Jubal Cox. Like, that's what they, that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they got size. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look yeah. at our secondary. I mean, our secondary went from... You know, we all joke about Will McClay and his size thing, right? Like he wants a six foot tall cornerback. I mean, even if you talked six foot tall, like they they still raise the the overall average of, of size for their defensive backs. Like it, it was really, really crazy. There's some guys on here I think are tweeners. They they may not make the team. You're not probably gonna sign all of these. You all these guys are probably not gonna be on the roster day one. Um, but it was obvious what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. So the draft is over, you know. I mean, we can start looking at uh, 2022, I suppose. Uh-huh. 
Um, you know, I, I joke about it, but like, that's how this, this, this works. Starts I mean, all over. it starts all over, you know, and people are already like, okay, so who's the top guy for 2022? I think we'll take a little bit of a break for it, but we'll mention some guys here and there over the next couple, you know, a couple episodes that, Hey, you know, as we're, as we're moving forward, this is, this is somebody to watch for next year. Um, so when, what, what do you think overall? What what grade? If you, and I hate doing grades because none of these guys have taken a snap yet. Um, you know the, these guys could all turn into all pro Legion of Boom players, and they could all flame out, right? Like we really have no clue. Um, but if you had to give a grade A through F, uh, what would you what would you say? Uh, we've gone back and forth, and like I said, we've 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 had some picks that I liked, some picks that I didn't, some good players, even though I didn't like where they were picked at. Um, overall, when you consider the player, um, the positional value, and the value of where they got them, I would, being, being generous in my opinion, I would give them a C plus. Okay, that's fair. I might have been too generous. No, no, I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, I kind of thought right around a C. Um, and it's again, it's not because necessarily the players, it was the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, values, yeah. That's what right. So, so like if I look at strictly the players and not having any clue where they were picked, like just being like, oh, the, thinking about where they may have gotten picked, I might say like a B minus but I thought it was a very up and down draft. And, and I'll be very honest with you, the offensive tackle they got out of Marshall kind of drops them a little bit because yeah. look, that's a serious character concern that you, you spent a pick on. Um, I, I just, I'll go right in the middle of a, of a C. Yeah. Maybe C plus I could, I could go there. Um, as, as Jeff Kavanaugh said, if you, if you just imagine to yourself that Jabril Cox was a picks at 75 and then push the other guys down, it looks a lot better. It, it looks a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think how they ran the draft kind of gave me, they missed a safety. They, I think they had to walk away with a with, higher end safety. Yeah. Um, I think they went a little heavy on, look, I, I, I get the linebacker thing. I think they went a little heavy with it um, where they could have done some other things there. Mm-hmm. But you know, all in all, it was an okay draft. Um, I was a, after day two, if you had asked me after day two, I probably would have said this draft is heading towards a D, um, a solid D. Mm -hmm. Day three really brought it up. I liked the players. I liked day three better than I liked day two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Day three to me was, was like, okay. Other, other than the offensive tackle, Day three to me was like, okay, yeah, I can work with this. Day two, just, man, round three, just really, I liked round two. Don't get me wrong. Loved round two. Round, round three, three just was the bad one. Yeah. It was the one I was like, I don't get where they're going here. So, you know, C plus. Okay. Let, let's just both say, you know, average and we'll say a C plus. I, I think that's fair. Sounds good. Um, You know, maybe B minus if, if, they didn't take the offensive tackle. I mean, I, okay. I really am not happy with that. Yeah, same here. Um, but hey, here we are, and this is what we do. Um, <laughs> so, I, 
one other thing I want to bring up um, before before we 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 talk about you know what what we're going to look at over the next week and two. You know, there were a lot of people who were criticizing people who who do this as a hobby or do this not within a team, right? And I, I want people to understand, like, people love football, and so we we do this as as side. A lot of us do this as side jobs. I, this is a side gig for me, right? I, if you don't know, I work with veterans on the as a regular job um, for PTSD support, um, doing things like that. So I, you know, I, this isn't my full time gig. And yes, I would love to work in a, on a team and do this, but it's just not the path I went. Um, but that doesn't mean that the people who do this. Those of us who, who sit down and watch and do this are necessarily wrong. And it doesn't necessarily mean that teams are right. Both can be true. Absolutely. Um, and, and understand that, you know, this is why the, there's busts in the draft. This is why there's booms in the draft. Don't because- trust your team blindly. Don't trust your front office blindly. Some of the people just blindly trust them and say, hey, they're where they're they're in the position they are for a reason. Now, I get that, but that doesn't mean they're perfect. I mean, just look back at the last few drafts. Look at Taco Charlton. Everybody everybody was saying Watt over Taco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and there's a reason that Watt is one of the best defensive players in the league right now, and Taco is on his third team. Right, right. So, you know, just just – be kind to everybody, I guess is my point. Yeah. <laughs> Be kind to everybody and, and, and look for that perspective. Um, you know, understand that, that there's, this is also fun. This is also, everybody loves. Absolutely. And, and we do this for the fun. We do this for the education. Um, for those of you who don't watch film, hopefully you listen and pick some stuff up and be like, Oh, okay. I know who this guy is now and look forward to that. Um, Absolutely. And that's really what this is all about. And hopefully you guys enjoy what we do. I just wanted to address it because it was getting a little rough to some people. Um, I know Joey X was, was really getting railed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, you know, that's, that's not fair to him because he, he puts the work in and, and he does a great and job. It, and he's going to miss. And, and just like I am, just like the team is just like Dane Brugler does. So Rare. Know, <laughs> uh, Dane's missed and he's yeah, admitted, yeah, definitely right like he'll and as I will I man if if Parsons comes out to be an all pro hall of famer I will absolutely eat crow and be like you know what I was completely wrong um, a whole bucket of crow absolutely I, I, will. Would, I would love for him to be the best linebacker in the league I would love it yep absolutely love it would love to be wrong on this one so so Micah if you're listening I hope you are um, <laughs> prove me wrong Prove Please. me wrong and then throw it back in my face. Yes. Please. Yes. Hit me up on Twitter at, uh, if you do it, Dan underscore Rupert. Hit Joseph up at? At the J.A. Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y. We will be happy to eat crow. <laughs> um, so that's that's the the quick down and dirty draft coverage from us. Um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably gotten more than your fair share of draft coverage. Um so, so over the next, you know, week or two, here's some things I, you know, we will definitely look at some of these undrafted free agents. Um, I think, you know, that's something they, those guys don't get enough love. I love the undrafted free agent period. Oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite parts of the draft, actually. Um, I mean, shoot, Tony Romo came from it. So Austin, we've, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, very church. Yeah, very church. I mean, there's there's been some really good players that come out of undrafted free agency. So I'm I love it. You know, we'll address some of those guys. We'll look at some of the fits. I think looking at some of the fits is going to be important and what it means for some of these other players. You know, does this mean Jalen really, really could be traded? Um, does this mean we'll find out shortly? Are they going to pick up LVE's fifth year? Um, that's a big question. That's a huge question, right? Uh, you know, what now does this, does do these picks mean for KZ or Neil that they just signed? You know, do, what, what does this really mean for some of these guys? Because the way Steven and Jerry were talking is they kind of want these, these guys they picked up today to, to, to compete for a starting position. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's something we can look at. Um, what What do you think we should hit, we should hit? No, yeah, I think that's those those are good those are good questions right there. Especially the undrafted free agents. Um, Cowboys have a reputation for finding some good guys. Um, we've mentioned some. Ron Leary was another one. So I, I think that's a really important one. Um, and then our right tackled one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, and then kind of just go down the line and just. Um, see what's the future um, for the Cowboys. What's, what's the next step in this process? Um, rookie mini camps, how are they going to work it out? Because I know it's going to be interesting because some teams are saying they're opting out of voluntary workouts. They're not doing it. And I think the Cowboys said they have almost a hundred percent locked in for participation. So what kind of edge does that give them? We'll get into that. Absolutely. Um, Want to say Medina spirit, congratulations on winning the Kentucky Derby. Just wanted to throw that out there because it seems like we all forgot the Kentucky Derby was going on. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, 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 one of my best friends is a uh, he is involved in horse racing, and uh, his dad is like really high up there. He's like a he might even be president of the Jockey Association. He's in the Jockey Association. He's one of the high ups, and he tells me about the horse racing all the time. And I can't believe I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I, so I did too. But I mean, you do it on the draft weekend. This is our time, so mm-hmm. totally, totally missed it. So congratulations, uh, you know, wanted to throw that out there. And then, um, you know, thank you guys for listening and uh, we will catch you on the flip. Have a good one.